0: Becky! Great ball! In! Ellen White for Manchester City!
1: With decent heads! <laughs>
2: to this very special episode of MCW Fancast for this weekend's FA Cup Final at Wembley Stadium against Everton. I'm Emma, thanks for listening. It's been 547 days since the last FA Cup final on the 4th of May 2019 where Manchester City ran out 3-0 winners against West Ham. We look ahead to Sunday where City will not only have the hopes of retaining the FA Cup trophy but the potential to go on and make history in this 2021 season This Sunday marks a special 50th cup final of the Women's FA Cup and although it will be tins with sadness with the showpiece being played behind closed doors without fans, it will also be met with excitement as one of the biggest games in the football calendar draws closer. On this week's show we're joined by the OSC as we look back on our road to Wembley and answer your questions with Blandy, Dave, Jane and Jude. I also chat to Julie from the official Everton Women's Supporters Club as we discuss Everton's season so far and what to expect from a on-form Everton headed into Sunday. But first hear from head
3: coach Gareth Taylor and Chloe Kelly speaking ahead of Sunday's final. It's a strange situation but it's the FA Cup final and something that dreams are made of really so I'm really looking forward to it and of course it's against my old club but it's just another game of football and another FA Cup final. No matter who it's against, we want to get the job done.
4: We've got the opportunity to go for five trophies this, this season, two of them obviously being two FA Cup competitions in one season. So, you know, we're trying to build um, a squad that are capable of competing on all fronts. So, you know, to do that is going to be very difficult. There's high level of competition in, in the WSL this season. And and obviously in, in the Champions League, the level just keeps seeming to be improving. So yeah, we want to be there and this is a great opportunity for us um, to pick up from last season. Um, the girls did really well in the in the quarterfinal and semifinal game. Um, and now we have a really good game to look forward to at Wembley. So the girls are excited and we all are. And yeah, we just want to give it that final push to make sure that we, we bring the trophy back home. I've, I've admired what Willie's done. You know, he's, um, I think a lot of the emphasis has been put on some of the other teams in terms of the recruitment that's been made, but you know, they've, they brought in a lot of players. Um, they obviously lost Chloe, which would have been a bit of a blow for them, but they recruited really well, um, made a decent start to the season. And, uh, yeah. And I've obviously done well in the, in the cup competitions as well. We were lucky enough to play them twice already this season, once in preseason and, and once in the continental cup. Um, can we kind of draw on those experiences? Yeah, we can, but I think it's, this becomes a bit of a, a one-off game, a Wembley cup final. And, uh, you know, two real competitive teams looking to to be successful.
3: No, I think what Willie's doing there is he's doing a great job at Everton. The recruitment was great, and they've they've done great this season, and um, that's credit to the players and the manager. But um, yeah, they've done done great this season. But we want to find find a way to break them down the weekend as well. It would be great to have fans there, of course, but the safety is the most important thing at the moment. But we know that the fans are. Behind us at home and really supporting the team, but yeah, of course it will will be um, very weird without the fans at Wembley, such a such a big stadium. But we know what the FA Cup means to everyone, and uh, we'll just go out there and get the job done the weekend and focus uh, focus on the game. Now it will come from within because we know what what's up for up for grabs. It's an FA Cup final. Uh, I feel like you don't really need any more extra motivation than that. An FA Cup final at Wembley and a chance to get some silverware. Um, ahead of the rest of the season so I feel like that, that is the massive motivation in this competition now and we just want to get the job done.
4: Yeah, I think everyone's looking good everyone's that we had previously is fit and available apart from the the noticeable absentees we were fortunate in so much as we got the likes of Chloe and the England girls back a day or two earlier than we anticipated due to the circumstances and you know that was great um, we had to think on our feet really quickly in terms of arranging their timetable but um yeah, great to have them back. And again, what you want is everybody knocking on the door. And in terms of being ready, fit and available to play in this game, everyone wants to play in a, in a Wembley final. Um, unfortunately, we can only pick 11 players, but I think the the nine subs that you have and all the players that are in the stand, whether they're fit, available, injured, whatever, I think is really important that everyone's together and, and doing their bit to make sure we're successful. I remember the first time I played at Wembley, uh, the old stadium, and it was... I think the first five or 10 minutes just passed me by and and it was too busy looking around at the surroundings. And um, so, yeah, it can affect people in different ways. At the end of the day, you know, the, the pitch dimensions are the same. There's two goals. It's a game of football. Um, we have to try and block that out and play, play the game, not the occasion. Um, that's the most difficult thing I think to do. And uh, hopefully, like I say, with our experience that we have, we should be able to do that. I mean one of the main things for Chloe was and uh, one of her concerns when she signed for us and when we knew that we were going to be re- restarting the FA Cup from last season was would she be cup side. I think that was one of the major things. So uh once we heard that she was good to play um like some of the people have mentioned previously she's made such a good start to the season. She's really bedded in well with us and uh she's a real asset for us. So again yeah we'll be uh we'll be having conversations and um you know, I think Chloe's the type of girl if she's got something to say or some, some intel or Esme Morgan has as an example as well. We've been there last season. So, again, we'll focus on what we do. Uh, we'll be aware of the opposition, but I think it's uh, it's down to us. I mean, I feel so fortunate to have, you know, I've not even hit uh, double figures in games for the club at the moment. And two of those games have been at Wembley Stadium. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm enormously grateful for that opportunity. Um It's something that you want to get accustomed to being in big finals, and um, it's something that's certainly the the target for us. Um, yeah, for, for us to win the trophy on Sunday would be it'd be amazing, and it'd be the biggest thing for me in my coaching career in my you know premature coaching career because I'm I feel like I'm at the start of it, especially in the in the top flight. I'm learning so much about the the women's game and um, enjoying many many parts to it. And again, to be here on Sunday, looking forward to playing in a in a cup final. And leading out the team is is a hugely proud moment for me.
2: Thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. This week we're joined by Blandy, Dave, Jane and Jude. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys are you all okay
1: yeah yeah
2: good thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Uh, hi emma a special podcast as we look ahead to sunday and the women's fa cup while well, the vitality women's fa cup final uh, we're finally here <laughs> and it's been some journey and a long one at that really
5: the world's longest cup run
2: yeah yeah finally on the road to Wembley, um, some close encounters, rememberable moments, which began back in January with our fourth round tie when we were drawn away to United. Let's start with United. I mean, what do you remember of that game? It was quite an encounter. What are your memories?
6: I just remember Ellen White. I don't remember anything else.
5: <laughs> uh... <laughs> so there, with their arms open. Yeah. Yeah. scored that goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone, everyone was a bit... Oh God, playing them again, sort of thing. You know, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be playing your local rivals in the first round of the court. With the chances of drawing them, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going about at the time and everything. So it's a tough game. It was a away game, obviously, so it's, it makes it even tougher. But I thought, you know, we handled it really well. Thought we played really well on that day. And we deserved to win.
2: Yeah, when it so. was drawn drawn out the hat, Dave. Like, what were your initial initial reaction to it, without swearing?
5: What was my <laughs> initial reaction to it? Uh, well, as you remember, we'd lost them in the Conti cup, so you know I think you know it was a little bit uh, we were a, bit, a little bit wary of getting them, especially because it was away. They've been a lot happier to have got them at home. Uh, the fact that it was away probably made them favourites, and due to the fact they'd beat us just before that in the Conti cup. But I think that served us uh, served us a bit of a wake-up call. And when we went back there in the FA Cup, we played much better, dominated the game, and deservedly won. I thought on the day.
2: There were some controversial moments. There was a bit of contra- controversy in that game. There was a, a shot from Abby McManus that could have well crossed the line to make it two-two, but it was ruled out in the end. Nowhere near. Nowhere near that. <laughs> a mile away. And and there were some scrappy incidents, decisions all over, and it was just one of them games. But City, like you said, it was a, a really good performance, professional performance. You know, we got the job done and. You know,
5: it's obviously always great to progress. Typical derby. Game. I mean, derbies are notorious for form books going out the window, but it's all about the day on a derby, isn't it? We want to a little bit more and things like that. You know, many times the team, if it's a league game, team that's a lot lower down in the league can beat a team higher up in the league because, you know, local pride counts for so much. Um, there's a little bit extra probably when it's a cup tie as well because if you get beat, you're out of the cup and that's it. There's no coming back. So uh, there's a lot, a lot of stake. And for it to be in that, you know, you sort of expect it in the later stages of a competition, maybe in the quarters or a semi-final, when you know the chances of drawing each other are a lot higher. But to, for, the, for it to be the first one drawn out, and if I remember right, it was the very first game drawn out in the draw as well. Uh, I remember listening to it on the radio, so you know the, the chance of it happening. As I say, there was a few conspiracy theories, but whatever. But I mean, that's for someone else to debate. But um, yeah, it was a typical derby, really. Yeah.
2: Again, you spoke of Ellen White. I mean, she scored a, a brace in that game, and Joe White, uh, Joe White, Joe Scott scored the winner um, to help City to the derby victory. But I think, like you said, I think in particular, I think Ellen White's second goal in front of the fans with the arm stretched—that for me is one of the most memorable moments from that game. Uh, and it was pretty, to me, I see it as a, a bit iconic.
6: Definitely, it's such an iconic kind of picture and such an iconic image to come from that game. And you know, it was there kind of saying, There you go, I'm here for you, go for the fans, take that. And kind of like you say, such a great image that you see all the time now.
0: Yeah, indeed. It
5: made the cover of the yearbook, didn't it? It did, it did indeed. Listen, a lovely lovely artwork cover of the yearbook of that moment for us. Yeah, as you say, it's iconic. Uh,
2: And then we moved on to the fifth round um, and I came to Ipswich Town, uh, the Academy Stadium, where we won. 10-0, Ten nil, um, and we saw three hat tricks. Uh, Jude, what did you make of that game?
0: I mean, it was it was just an absolute goal fest, was it? And we had Paulina, Georgia, and uh, and Jess you know, scoring their hat tricks, and um, Laura Coombs. I think Laura gets gets forgotten about in this game, doesn't she? Because uh, <laughs> the three other hat tricks. Um, not sure that was yeah. that the first city goal. I'm not sure actually, um, but but that was great. I mean, it's you know clearly um expected that city would win because they're several several leagues above but Ipswich really played well you know they've got a good, good couple of players there you know some have been scouted by WSL teams um and that they played fantastically in the first half but i think as, as the goals started just pouring in um and obviously fitness um it just got a bit too much for them but you know they should be proud of what they've achieved but but for us you know seeing I think I was asked this the other day, you know, the Jess for me, Jess Parks, hat trick, you know, the youngest player in the team, um, to to get that, although Georgia scored the last goal uh, to make it 10. Um, you know, prolific. Ipswich fans were fantastic as well. You know, they brought a lot of people up. Um, so it was nice to see them and they created a really good atmosphere. So it was a really good cup tie atmosphere there on that day.
2: And it and it cost the OSC a fortune in match day balls. <laughs> <laughs> that's true Yeah. (laughs) Uh, like you said a a great memory from this game was actually like you said Jess Park I think she really stood out individually and um, really shown her potential uh, which again we're really beginning to see with the the contributions that she's made to the season so far would you like to see Jess in Gareth Taylor starting 11 on Sunday
0: I think she deserves a spot I think she's been playing really well um you know, similar to Lauren, it's it's playing with no fear. You know, she's she's been she's been bossing it down down the uh hold on let me get my direction dry. She's been bossing it down the right hand side most of the time. So so yeah, absolutely nothing to lose. Let let her go for it. What about you, Blondie? Um I know you obviously
2: had a lot of interactions with it switch themselves. Uh, and their fans on the day, Um, and it was quite special given the the length that they travelled.
1: I actually grew up in that area and uh, used to support Ipswich, the men's team, in the 70s. So, you know, from my point of view, it was lovely that we got to play against them, but I know from their point of view, it was amazing to come to our ground and play, obviously, such a big club. So I think it was just special for us both, you know, both sets of fans um i didn't they obviously didn't think that they would win the game um but they didn't give up that's what i thought was fantastic about them is that their their team played like that they were in a higher league you know they actually didn't put their heads down like a lot of teams would have just put their head down but they just played the hearts out and and it was great to see. It was a great day. I loved it. Um, the competition
2: was shortly postponed after that game due to the pandemic, having already known who our opponents were in the next round of the tournament, Leicester City. with play resuming in August for a quarterfinal tie, which was rescheduled at the end of September, just weeks into the 2021 season campaign. Uh, it was a full-time result of 2-1 at quorn FC, uh, a game which saw... Chloe Kelly convert her first competitive goal for City from the spot and Stanway um, finding our second to see us into the semi-final. Um, what are your memories of that game?
5: The, Le- the Leicester game was, um, as you say, it was so long in coming that it changed. Uh, it, a lot of people's perspective of the game changed um, and it became a harder tie for me than it would have been if it was played originally. I think Leicester strengthened. I know they couldn't all play. Uh, in that tie, but I think Leicester strengthened. Uh, Being at Corn as well on that pitch, uh, which they were a a lot more used to and suited to, I think it was a very hard tie, and it proved so on the day. You know, they really pushed us all the way. Um, Second half, when they got that penalty, you know, with about 10 minutes to go and they scored, you know, I think City were quite relieved to hear the final whistle because Leicester gave it a really good go. And it was, again, it was a pretty typical cup tie, really. You know, the lower league team at home to a higher league team then they really just go for it and think this is our day this is our cup final. whatever happens let's give it everything and Leicester certainly did that they give it everything so I was really pleased that City came through that you know unscathed because it was it was a tough draw a tough game uh against a good side and I think Leicester are now going to prove that they are a good side because I think they'll be strong in that championship this season as well which just shows you what a good result it was for us to get through.
2: Yeah, they've certainly picked up some good results this season so far. And they certainly have the makings of a, a WSL side as well, don't they?
5: Some great signings. Um, they seem to have a good structure manager. They're being backed by the men's team now, the club, Leicester City. I've seen Emil Heskey talking well about them this week as an ambassador for them. So they definitely seem to want to be doing it the right way at Leicester. And I'm pretty sure it won't be too long until we see them in the WSL.
0: They've gone professional this season, haven't they, as well? So yeah. that, that's really going to help. And you know, it's nice to see Tash Flint, obviously ex ex City. You know, she, obviously she didn't feature in that game, but but she's there now as well. And it's it's really looking up for that side, I think.
2: I mean, like you said, it, it was a real battle away from home, and Leicester City they did really give a good account of themselves. Especially in the final minutes of the game, where they looked really quite creative, especially as uh, looking for the equaliser, and like you said, that it felt like the final whistle just couldn't come soon enough. It really was a nervy end. Yeah, it was. It was quite. It was quite
6: nervous. Like you say, you know, before the game, people are expecting you to go and turn them over because they're from a division below you. But you know, that last that last five ten minutes or so, we're
2: just like, come on, let's just. Get this, get in the next round, get it over with. And and like Dave said, I mean the pitch did really play a part, and you know when you're not used to playing on those sort of surfaces as well. I mean the the ball just looked to be bouncing all over the place. I kind of, like I actually couldn't it really, believe it watching it.
5: It definitely favours the home team. I'm not saying that you know that they, they shouldn't be allowed to do it because mm-hmm. that's where they play, but obviously they're just more used to it. And I think it also also on the day it influenced the team Gareth picked. I think some people were quite. Worry about some of the lineup that day, but I think that's why he picked that team. I think he took the venue and the pitch into account. And I'm a great believer in the effort in, in, in a cup, as long as you win. It doesn't really matter how you play or how many you win by. All, all, your objective is to get through to the next round, to be in that hat for the next round, and that's what we did. You know, job done.
2: And then, and then we get to the semi-final. <laughs> so um, unbelievably, draw, we we get the home home advantage, which that's doesn't, doesn't, doesn't happen, does it, for competing in semi-finals?
5: And more unbelievably, there's no Chelsea around for us to get them either. So.
2: Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so obviously we've got Arsenal, we're playing at home and would you say that City were probably the underdogs heading into this one with the form that Arsenal had shown?
6: I think they were the underdogs, I think it's, it's not something that happens very often to us, you know, we're not usually the underdogs for a game but Arsenal had started the season so well you know, firing goals in, goal after goal after goal. And I think it took us a little bit longer to, to click together as a team with all the new players and everything. I think it people were expecting great things to start with and it, the start of the season was a little bit slower than everybody was expecting for us. And Arsenal were firing on all cylinders. So I think before the game, there was a lot of very nervous City fans about um, who were kind of worried that, that Arsenal might just
2: have what it
3: took to, to beat us, but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. Yeah. No. So, They've been so strong from the from the beginning, aren't they, Arsenal? That's yeah. the thing. So it made everyone so nervous. Me I mean, either. I, I was nervous. Would. I, I we thought would. we were lose, to be honest. I know that sounds bad, but no, you just
0: knew that these are the games that we are we are going to start to turn it on, and it it was literally like a a. a you know, The switch had been flicked on that game, yeah. just came out. It was all guns blazing um, and it was fantastic to see. Yeah, we just absolutely owned them um, for the
1: entire game. When we have cup games, we seem to be a completely different team though, don't we? We seem to have that extra, I mean, even the seasons when we've been like the team to be. We, when it comes to the cup games, we just seem to up our game. The jelly between got, the girls is amazing.
6: We've got a lot of players who are very experienced in big games and kind of know how important it is to get those results. So, you know, I wouldn't say that we're a cup team particularly, but we've got players who can play those big occasions and who know how to, how to kind of play in that and don't let the, the event get to them.
0: Well, that's it. You've got to go for the win. You know, with the league, people are going to drop points at some point throughout the season, whereas with the Cup, you've got to win it or you're out.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Nobody's going to go and play for for the draw.
5: What I like about City as a club, men, women, everything, they treat every competition as one they want to win. You see it with the men with the League Cup, where some clubs play lesser teams in it, City never do that. And it's the same with the women. They they try and win. There's only so many competitions you can win, so you may as well try and win them all. This season, you can almost say this is an extra competition because we've got this season's FA Cup as well. So it's almost like a bonus now. Um, go for it. Just yeah. Go for it. And we do as a club.
2: And you don't really see us often, and that City, City men included, putting out a cup side team.
5: But, it, you know, he uses it, both managers, both use it to rotate players sometimes, to play players who need games. But you certainly couldn't ever say, oh, it's a weaker side. You're still talking about top-class players. Um, when Gareth's changed the side round, you know, people have said, oh, where's so so-and-so. You know, you could use say say Lucy Bronx doesn't play. But Esme's been playing, and she's been playing brilliant when she's played.
1: Yeah, she has.
5: It hasn't weakened the team. Same with you've got Demi and Alex Greenwood. It hasn't weakened the team. And, it, you know, you've got to keep all these players happy, ticking over, keeping them fresh. It's all part of the modern game now. I hate the term dropped. you rotated. City get to, usually get labelled with the term, oh, they've dropped so-and-so. Whereas other teams tend to rotate, you know, rotation is now part of the modern game as that many games have come thick and fast and everything it's, it's part of the game.
1: We have so much strength, though, with our youngsters, I've, I feel, compared yeah. with some of the other clubs. Our, our young players are so strong. You know, you wouldn't think they were young, you know, and and only been playing for a, a short while. You would think they were, you know, been playing as long as, our you know, our older players
2: Do you think like with the likes of like Jess, Esme in particular, I think that season that she had at Everton has, you know, done her so much good, you know, she's learned so much from it. I think that it's developed a game and we've seen elements of that in uh, the, the minutes that she's put in already for City this season so far. Do you feel that there is an element of, you know, really wanting to sort of obviously include the youth now and, you know, with the likes of Jess and that getting their minutes too. Do you think we're going to see that for hopefully much of the season?
5: There's a very, very special bond there, I always think, between fans of a team and a player that comes through your ranks, you know, and and comes through um, and plays in the first team. I'm not saying you support that player any more than uh, any other player because we're 100% behind every City player all the time, aren't we? But um, it's just that little special bond. You'd love to see someone come through, you know, uh, whether it be the men, the women, you come through that youth policy and Esme's, Esme falls into that category. She's died in the old City fan as well. So, you know, it feel, it just feels that extra little bit special when you get someone come through like that. And as saying before, when you were talking about Jess Park as well, another one that, you know, City do put a lot of emphasis on youth and, and, and that's the right way to go. Because if you can develop your own players, you know, you'll end up with a great side without them to sign and and pay that money for, for other players. So, you know, it can only be good. It can only be good for the competition, you know, within the squad.
2: It really does feel that they are really coming to the forefront of being selected, you know, whereas like sort of last season we might have seen them dip in and out. It it really feels as though they are there is a bit of an effort to sort of getting them cementing themselves within the team and, and really showing their worth and what they can do on, out on the pitch.
6: Yeah, that's it. And it's not just a token gesture either. You know, they've come into the team and they've played so well and they've been deserving of the place as well in the team. So you can't argue if they get picked. You can't say, oh, well, they don't deserve to be there because they definitely do.
0: I mean, Chloe Kelly's been one of our best players this season. You know, she she's still young. Interesting. Um, and, you know, she's, she's now our... Looking like she's our penalty taker. As well, <laughs> uh, which is great. She's banging those in. Um, great, great run up and style that she's got for that. And yeah, it's the same with Lauren Hemp last year. You know, Lauren Hemp. You know, she she put her mark on that team last year. And it's you know, it's, it's awful the fact that she got injured uh, so early in the season. Um, but you know, hopefully she'll be back. She'll be back soon. But it's it's great because I think th- the youth are, are eager to come in. Um, but you've also got the the experienced players there as well, so it keeps everybody fighting for their space because we've now pretty much got, you know, two, two players per position. So you know, Esme Morgan's going to be on Lucy Bronze's uh, shirt tails, looking for her place, um, and and it's it's just great to see. But like I say it's the rotation, so they get their minutes, um, they get the more experience. Um, and, and players can be rested because when you're fighting for, for four well, it's five trophies isn't it with the FA Cup um, and, and we're playing three games a week um, we, we need the squad, we need the depth of the squad there and, and we've got it now yeah. which we haven't really had in previous season Back to the game
2: against Arsenal like G said it, it was as if the switch had been switched on and it was just from the moment kickoff took place it was our game we dominated, we set the tempo, we were in control. Steph Harton with a beautiful free kick um, to get the opening goal. And we just looked confident for that game. I, I, I was really, really impressed with what I saw in that game. And I think for me, it's been one of the best uh, performances of the season so far.
5: I, th- I think it's like what Jude said before. I think that night, everything just seemed to click into place. I think you could probably say it's the best performance under Gareth this season. Um everyone played you know top notch. You have to play as well to beat a team like Arsenal. Like you said, they're in such great form. Um even when they equalised, City's heads didn't go down and they scored pretty, you know, took the lead almost straight away again, straight afterwards. Mm. Um yeah, they were lucky it was only 2-1, really, because we, we did dominate them. You're right. We we did we, we played so well that night. Um yeah, we have got a good record against Arsenal at home over the years. It's just it's not a place Arsenal tend to uh, Enjoy visiting. I saw the uh, stats the other day as well. That you know, with Miedemar becoming the top scorer, she only ever scored once against City. And you look at some of the amount of goals she's got against some of the other teams, yeah. Um, we've got we've not got a great record against them away, um, but we've got a very good record against them at home. So, you know, maybe that was the uh, major factor in that one for once getting a home draw in that semi final worked in our favor and it really spurred us on. and uh,
2: um, obviously, Mewis got the winner. I mean. Well, what can you say? She's been fantastic this season so far, really creative. It's just a shame that the, for the, all the opportunities that she's had, she's not had a better return of goals, but you kind of feel that it's only going to take a couple and then the, the floodgates might open
0: for her. She's just slotted into the team. It's like she's been there for two, three seasons. Um, it's she's, she's fantastic to watch. And like you say, it must be really frustrating because... You know, she's hit the, you know, she's hit the post. I think she's hit the bar. You know, they're, they're starting to go in. So, you know, she's she's really aggressive and attacking going forward. So, I'm really looking forward to how much more she can she can bring this season. I think she'll be she'll be a key key player for us on Sunday.
1: She's not selfish though, is she? She's very much a team player. Very much a team player, which is great.
2: I've liked her in a post match interview. She seems really humble and. Uh, I think even though there's this big expectation of you know what a World Cup player can bring to the squad, I think she she seems really down to earth. I, I quite like that.
6: Yeah, I right. did. There was the interview. I think it was. It might have been after the Arsenal game, and you know, they're interested in asking her what she's bringing to the team. But she's when she answers, she's talking more about what the team are bringing to her and what she's learning by being over here. Um, And we'd all love to be on the end of a little uh, Sam
2: Mewis head pat, I'm (laughs) sure. So
6: that would
2: uh, would make our year. Absolutely. No, that'd be great. So we get the win. Uh, So it's off to the final we go, Wembley Stadium on Sunday, uh, 1st of November.
0: 547 days since the last cup final. Did you know (laughs) I was is that, what you spent, is that what you've spent your day doing, Rosie, <laughs> do, working out? And, 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 and since we started our campaign on the 25th of January, it was 282 days. <laughs> oh, that's
5: the world's <laughs> longest cup right? There
0: you go. <laughs> and it's a bit, to be honest, Minutes, whoever... 2560 give us the answer, Blandy. <laughs> whoever, whoever comes
6: out winners of this, whoever comes out the winner of this FA Cup, there's not really much time for the team to celebrate the fact that you've won a trophy. It's kind of you know, it'll be trophy, then right
2: bang next day back
5: yeah. to work. We've got a game uh, on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we win, the party will be on the bus, and <laughs> the party, it'll be you know a couple of hours, a few hours on the bus. Yeah,
6: and then right what time are in for training in the morning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously we're playing Everton. Uh a team themselves have found form this season, beating the likes of London bees, Bristol, Chelsea uh, and Birmingham on the way. So they'll be up for the occasion uh, and it'll be their first FA Cup final uh, being played at Wembley. So a a big occasion for them as well. I mean, how are you feeling now looking ahead to the weekend?
1: I think it's going to be a, a really good game to watch. Both are playing well at the moment. And, like, we, we've seen Everton are just so on form, but I think our girls are most definitely up for it. So, I think it's going to be a great game to watch.
6: Yeah, I think it will be a good game of football. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it, kind of, you know, it's a cup final, it's at Wembley. Tinge be with sadness because, you know, we would all absolutely love to be there. I know the team would love to be us to be there. I know Everton fans would love to be there, kind of. So, it's, you know, it's such a big occasion but unfortunately, it's just not not the right time for the fans to be able to attend, which is a real shame.
5: In, in terms of the game, I think Everton pretty much are the most improved side in the WSL. I think they, they really are heading in the right direction, Everton. Um, we've got good signings, good experienced players, uh, good young players coming through. I think they've got a great manager who knows what he's doing and has a long-term vision. So on that level, it's a tough game. Definitely a tough game. Everton are a good side. And if we don't play... To our potential and play well we won't beat them because they are good Um, so yeah I think what I do agree with the guys I think it could be a great game of football good game for the neutral personally I, as long as we win I don't mind but you know I think it will be a good game
2: Steph Horton was quoted as saying that the, the thrill of success never fades and assists that her side are determined to ensure that the champions are not defroned I mean well we're not going on, on Steph, Steph are we, are we? so uh, <laughs> it, we're right <laughs> City could potentially go on uh, and not only win this trophy but retain it as well. How important, as fans,
0: is that? I think it's really important. You know, th- this is the 50th FA Cup final as well, so you know it's quite a quite a milestone, and and to retain it um, doesn't happen too often. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, given the given the circumstances that we're in. Um, you know, no fans there, how long it's taken for the for the whole tournament to be completed. You know, yeah, it's really, really important. You know, we, we want we want to be bringing that FA Cup back up the M6 to Manchester.
5: Yeah, it's going to go down in history as uh, possibly the season where, there's, you know, there's going to be two FA Cups this season. We'd like to win both. We can worry about the second one after, after Sunday. Let's win the first one first and get it on the table, as Jude said. Getting a trophy on the table this season could really spark our our season if we can put a trophy on the table on Sunday as well. Really spark our season into life and we really go on from there and push on in all the other competitions because we've got Europe coming up soon as well.
1: I think as fans, we couldn't be prouder than to have the girls retain that, you know, FA Cup. You know, it's a special, like they say, it's a special tournament and saying it's 50 years, it'd be fantastic. The fans are just—I think you'll you'll get quite a lot of fans, you know, from the men's game. You know, men's City fans. I think they'll all be watching. So I think it's not just special for us women fans; it'll be, you know, special for City fans as a whole.
6: Yeah, and there are so many reasons why this year's FA Cup is going to go down in history. So it would be nice to have our name on the trophy for
2: it. We've already spoke already about how the new players have bedded in. Uh, but who do you think will be the ones to watch on Sunday and what are your expectations heading into the game?
5: As Jude said before, Sam Muris has settled in the fastest. of mm. Sam and Chloe Kelly have both settled in as if they've both been playing for City for years. So I would imagine, I expect both of them probably to start. Um, so, yeah, but every player every player is important. Mm. Um, you know, every single player has to play to their full potential because it's a cup final, I'm sure they will. Uh, but if you're asking a single one out, yeah, the way that Sam's been playing, yeah, I think she's critical to, you know, if she plays well, that'll help us because moving through the middle of the park, she drives us forward. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching her play.
0: era as well. You know, she she's, I, I basically call her, she's like the puppet master. She just pulls the strings and uh, she'll, she'll get that through pass. She'll get that ball um, and she creates so much. Um, and quite often she can be very unassuming, but, um, you know, such a key player. She can um, uh, I, score goals in FA Cup finals. She certainly can. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Is, I think Kat, yeah, we're as well. I mean, her her assist that she she had for Scotland in well two was it two two assists a goal two assists can't yeah. remember now. But you know, absolutely blinder. You know, put the ball on somebody's head, straight in the net.
1: I think I think Rose might um be one or stand out on the day. I think the occasion being at Wembley. I think, well, you know, she's starting to gel better with the team and I think, I think she's going to, she might be someone that's going to stand out. I
0: think with Rose, it depends on where you play her. You know, Gareth's been playing a quite far forward, almost as a striker, whereas personally i think she's better in midfield so so it'd be interesting to see what the lineup is
6: that's the thing with our squad at the moment it's really hard to predict yeah. what the lineup's going to be it
2: really
0: it's is. so
6: hard to say oh, well, i think he's going to play this player this player and this player because then you think oh about those ones you yeah. know there's so many so many great experienced and you know youthful and really good players to choose
2: from Gareth will be having some sleepless nights deciding what his lineups going to actually be. It's really hard at the moment, like you said, because everyone's really played their part.
5: That's mm. it. As well, we played the other week in the Conti Cup, so he might have spotted something that night that he wants to address on Sunday and things like that. That you know might have caught him out on that night. Mm. You know, so he he might go horses for courses. He might have something in his mind thinking he wants a certain player to do a certain job on Sunday because of the game the other week that he saw something. Mm. You know, you just don't know. It. That's you know that's why. Managers have a difficult job.
2: I think Everton essentially have, have got the same kind of issue though, because again, they, you know, they've got so many good players that they've, you know, they've got a strong bench as well. You know, like, like we'll probably see a completely different squad to to who we played in the Connie Cup.
5: Possibly, yeah. like you say, they've got a good squad. I'm not sure. Can all their new are all their new players eligible for Sunday? Maybe if you, when you speak to Julie, she'll she'll know that. I'm not sure.
3: Sure. I know Leic-
5: Leicester's weren't all eligible. There was only so many of them, wasn't there? And I think Everton might be another team that maybe not allowed to play all the new one. I'm not sure on that, so it might be worth checking. Was but it yeah, got... six new signings that were allowed? I think Everton made more than six, you see. I think yeah. Everton did sign more than six. So I'm pretty. I'm not sure. I mean, will Claire Emsley be playing for them and things like that? Is she in the squad? Because there's another great player they've got, Claire Emsley. We've I seen see that's
2: a, a really good last... Well, the last game was a really yeah. good
5: game. I mean, is Izzy? It's a complete experienced player, been there, done that, scored in cup finals, as we know. Um, you know, Izzy's still a great player. Blair's a great player, plus the other players that they already had at the club. Um, I know they lost Chloe, but they seem to have uh, they seem to have rode that storm pretty well and started the season in such good form. You know, yeah. it's, it's gonna be tough. I'd be I'd be a brave person to predict both starting elevens and get them right. Hmm. it would be a hard, hard task to do that
2: uh, Sam Mewis is being predicted as getting the, the first goal scorer 6 for sea. I'd go with that to be honest Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank
0: you <laughs> I went with Chloe actually Was that, I did that yeah. on the citizens today and hey. I, I went with Chloe
5: Oh, yeah. we, we, You asked us this before the last cup final, uh, Emma, and I don't think anybody said Keirna, with all due respect. To
2: <laughs> no. So, uh,
5: cup finals can throw up funny, funny moments, can't they?
2: Yeah, honestly. Uh, but that's what makes it so rememberable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a, yeah. So we've had a couple of questions. Uh, Jenny has sent one in. We've been waiting so long for this game. It's just a shame that we can't be there to cheer the team on at Wembley. Um, do we think the absent crowds are affecting City's game at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, not having us uh, behind them I, it's not a completely affecting them, but I think it, it helps when we're there. Because they do get involved with us quite a lot, you know, those, especially the, like the Chelsea away, every time Steph is down in that corner telling us to make more noise, you know, so they do appreciate as being there normally and that, you know, I've been tempted to go down with me drum. Stand outside. (laughs) Yeah.
2: To be fair, if you went Wembley with your drum,
3: they might just hear it. Yeah, I think it's going to be
0: more noticeable, isn't it, at Wembley? I mean, they obviously must miss it. I, I was doing an interview earlier today and one of the Everton players was on there and she said, you know, yes, they do missed not hearing the fans in the ground and that's at the the smaller stadium so the likes of Wembley it must be quite echoey I guess. In yeah room. I
6: imagine it's going to feel very big and very echoey like you say at Wembley without the crowd yeah. and there are a couple of times this season where we've been drawing games where you think if the crowd are there and can just get behind them and give that extra little bit of momentum it yeah. does give them that extra push and you know because we are such a crowd that makes such a lot of noise for the team. I think, you no, know, not that I'd say it would affect them, but I think in those games where you just need that extra little bit of something, that impetus to come from somewhere, I think that's where the crowd gets missed.
5: Mm. No, I agree. Yeah, it's a shame for Everton fans as well, you know, because it's such a great day out. We know, we, we've we like twice recently, haven't we? Two cup finals recently that we've been to. We've been looking up to win them both as well, which always helps. But we have both been fantastic days out besides the game. The whole day, the coach trip, you know, outside Wembley, it's all cup final days, all the whole day. So, it, you know, it is a shame. It's such a shame that the fans can't be there. But it is what it is at the moment. And, you know, let's well, just to enjoy it as we can. You know, from home, we're watching it together on the Zoom meeting with the OSC and things like that. So, you know, you just, you've just got to get through it as we can. And hopefully I'll be back, you know, in the stadiums as soon as possible when it's safe. Yeah. We all miss it.
2: Angela sent a question and I actually don't know the <laughs> I actually don't know the answers or if any of you do. Will Chloe Kelly receive a winners or runners-up medal, regardless of who wins? So
5: I, I, I know what she's saying because she played for Everton before yeah last season. I doubt she would get one if we if uh, Everton won it. I don't know for sure. I know they relaxed the rules on players' cup tied. Normally, you wouldn't play, would you? This,
0: this is similar to what happened in the Champions League final with Gunnars Dottir. She moved from Wolfsburg to Lyon. Um, and it was... A, a, hold on. So Lyon won, so she got a winner's medal. Um, but I think if it had been the other way around and Wolfsburg had won then it was down to Wolfsburg discretion as to whether she was given a winner's medal yeah. as well. You see, I, so I, whether it's something similar in the FA, I, I, I've got no idea.
2: That's what I remember. So the, there's a, a certain allocation of medals and it's up to the discretion
0: of the club to, to distribute them how they want. Yeah.
5: That may be the case then. Yeah. I mean, if,
0: if City didn't win, you know, I'm pretty sure she's not going to want... <laughs> Never yeah. medal. Yeah, if you well, you know I I wouldn't particularly want
6: I don't want to see a dancing around Wembley with a winners' medal on it.
0: If, uh, if Everton beat us, exactly. Unless it's got a sky blue ribbon on it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that that's yeah. It's a Marmite question. Quite, it's a good <laughs> question, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good, it is a brilliant question. Yeah. I like ones like that that yeah. I have a clue about. <laughs> it put us on the spot. Thanks, Angela. If,
5: if, any, if anyone listening, if anyone listening knows the actual answer, hundred percent, then let us know on Twitter or something, and we'll uh, we'll let everyone know. Yeah, obviously, it's it's one of these unique situations that this year's thrown up. There's quite a lot of them knocking about, isn't there? So
2: yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure. It's it's just uh, it, this is it. It's just it throws up so many random. Things that you don't even think yeah. about because there isn't essentially a right or wrong answer because we've just not been in this situation before. GT on Instagram has asked what more could be done to see Ellen White more involved in games.
5: I, I think she has. I think that's a little bit unfair. I think she's been involved. Uh, yeah. You know, city, city notorious at the moment. A play. We, we can't say they're not playing well because they are playing well. Mm. Um, the, the, the possessions there and everything. We just need to create more chances and, and just maybe just take more shots, you know, at the end of these great moves we're putting together. Mm-hmm. The goals aren't flying in at the moment, as we'd hoped. But yeah. uh, well, I'm sure they will do. But it's difficult to criticise too much, in my opinion, because I don't think we're playing badly. Mm. We are playing well.
2: I'm, I'm going to assume that he's speaking from a... with Ellen being a, an outright, you know, goals scorer, oh, out, outright yeah, striker and, and not really contributing goals. Not for... The fact that she's not been involved in play.
5: Not all it's not always about scoring a goal. we talked earlier about the Arsenal game? Ellen didn't score in that game, but she was outstanding.
2: Yeah. She, she set did. up the second
5: goal on a plate for Mewis. Um she, her hold up play that night was fantastic. She was a big part of that win. And she didn't score that night. It's not all just about the goals with the centre forward. You know, it's, it's it's the team play as well. And Ellen is certainly certainly puts in a shift like that. The goals will come. Ellen White scores goals, end the story. You know those goals will come again. I don't want the other guys to think, but that's why I think maybe starting on Sunday.
0: She's an absolute workhorse. You know, she'll she'll run for 90 minutes and you know she'll create chances, she'll score goals. Everybody has their their peaks and troughs. You know, it's like as Dave said, she's not playing badly. It's um you know I've I've got no no concerns about it to be fair. Oh.
2: Ellen White's a massively influential player you know, when she's out there on the pitch. She's just a totally different level. And like I said, I'm not worried that she's not been uh, contributing goals. I just want to see her involved. And she, she, you know, she has been, and she's been, it's only, for me, it's only a matter of time before, and, you know, Sunday could be the, the perfect game for her.
6: Yeah, she could easily, easily put a couple of goals in on Sunday. Even, even games where she's, She's not been as involved in she can quite easily pop up at any point in the game and score a goal.
2: Exactly.
6: kind of you can never never discount
2: her during a game. I can't let you all go without your prediction for Sunday. Let's go around and ask everybody what your predictions are for the for the final.
0: 3 0 city. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a good.
2: Sounds good, dude.
0: I'm gonna
6: go. I'm gonna go 2 0 city.
5: Oh, I was gonna go for that. I think it'd be quite close though. I think it'll be a good game. Um three one. Three one to City. Yeah. I was gonna say three one.
2: Yeah. Okay. I kinda of, yeah. I, w- I initially I said 2 0, no, but I could see it playing out a similar scoreline to the county Cup, to be honest.
5: 3 1, 2 0. No. That sort of yeah. But like we said before, I do think it could be a great game of football, which is great for the women's game because it's you know it's on terrestrial TV, everyone can watch it. Uh it'll get a big audience. And I think it could be a cracking game.
2: Uh, so, guys, you kind of briefly spoke about the Zoom party, the Zoom watch along that you're going to be having on Sunday. So, let us know how you be enjoying the game, and just tell us a little bit more uh, for fans that are wanting to join in.
3: Well, we're going
0: to start off with the um, we're going to show the we're not I can't even say it. I keep thinking Caroline that the we're not really here show. Um, so they're covering that live. I'm not actually sure what time that starts.
2: So usually so we'll, half an hour it usually half an hour, hour
0: before kickoff yeah so we'll, we'll check that and'll we'll, we'll get the zoom up um and we'll be sending out a link to all the members shortly
5: we all watch the game together everyone has a bit of banter before and at half time'll we'll have a prize draw um Just try and create a little bit of a max day atmosphere to everyone it's nice for us all to be able to watch it together as such um as much as we can. You know, And just, just you know, people don't, People are starting to feel a bit lonely and stuff. It's, it's a way of staying connected and enjoying the game together like we would do if we were all there. So hopefully it helps people just have a little bit of a special uh, day with it being a cup final as well. Yeah. well. We'll have a good laugh and we'll have a bit of fun. I think Dave's been
0: digging out some nice prizes from his from his <laughs> raffle prize bin. Have oh, yeah.
5: we'll, uh... we'll find a nice giveaway prize, maybe a couple on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to have a big raffle prize raffle for everyone to get involved in towards Christmas and it's also our fifth anniversary as a OSC as well we'll we'll, we'll let you know more about that near the time
2: so thanks guys for joining me on this week's podcast as ever it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on enjoy the game on Sunday Um, let's hope we can go on and retain the trophy and bring the FA Cup back to Manchester
5: let's hope so Emma
2: come on City
5: Uh, thank you Emma (laughs) thank you Emma (laughs) Emma.
2: thanks Emma see you soon To welcome you on the podcast Julie uh, for the first time thank you for joining us as we preview Sunday's FA Cup final against Everton for those that might not know who you are would you just like to introduce yourself? My is Julie Macon I am the chairperson of
7: the Everton Women's Supporters Club I volunteer and I've done that for many many years and um, since 2007 actually um, and that's probably about it really
2: been quite a start to the season for Everton so far certainly showing everyone what they've they've got what it takes for sure a worthy winners of a place in the FA Cup final how impressed have you been with Everton and their start to this season campaign
7: this is probably the best start of a season or the best playing I mean they're actually awesome at the moment since I can honestly say back in the days when we won the last FA Cup um, that squad with, you know, Farah, Jill, Darby, um, they are, in my opinion, going to be as good as that set of players.
2: Yeah. So, you know,
7: I'm really impressed. They've played some amazing football. They've got a really good, um, strong belief in the squad amongst themselves as well. And the team spirit's amazing. Yeah. And, and we've been missing that for the last few seasons.
2: Yeah, I heard uh, Willie Kurt speaking the week saying that it was written in the stars. You feel like that?
7: Do you know what? I mean, you think it? What is it now? Thirteen games in a row that City have beat us, and that's got to come to an end at some point. And, and it would be amazing for us for it to happen in a cup final. Um, you know, it's it, the the belief in the squad is that they're going to do it, and and you know, you, you've got you've got to go with that. You've got us believe in that we can beat anybody. Yeah.
2: Um, so who knows? You're certainly playing that way at the moment. I mean, I've been really impressed with what I've saw so far so this season. And, you know, I, I'm a I'm a little bit apprehensive heading into Sunday, probably more so than probably I ever have done before, given, you know, that we've we've already met, you know, well, twice this season, if you include like pre season and you know, um certainly in the Conti Cup, it felt as though the result didn't really reflect Everton's performance as such. I mean, they were they played really well, and that's probably an entirely different squad to what we might see on Sunday.
7: Yeah, and that's the good thing about this season is the strength and depth. I mean, we've never had players on the bench that could come on and change again. No disrespect to any players we've ever had, but you you look to that bench and you know you've got Valerie Govan that's going to come on that's a world-beater, you know, if she's not starting. There's there's so many players now that you look to the bench and think, do you know what? Any one of them would have started in, in the last five or six years with us. And there they are on the bench, and that shows the strength and depth that we've now got.
2: I mean, you've come up against really big oppositions. Um, what have been your most rem- rememberable moments on the road to Wembley for you this season? Well, last season. I don't know how, we, how we're looking at it, really. Well, yeah, well, do, do you know what?
7: I was thinking... I was actually thinking about this and I've actually physically only seen them play once this season in the FA Cup and that was our opening game at home to the Bees. Now that was only 1-0 and you know, give them the due, the Bees really performed well Um, obviously it was a different squad than what we've got now, but give them the due, they were really good on the day. Um, and we did actually come away with a 1-0 win. I think the Bristol away 5-0. I mean that was that was good and then obviously the Chelsea game was postponed and we've only just played that at Goodison and you know that's got to be the best game that I've seen them play in a long long time yeah Um, and it's just gotten that they played at Goodison and beat Chelsea in the FA Cup and we went there to see it but that's just the, the way the way it goes but do what Birmingham I was really apprehensive about that game I was Thinking they were just turning a corner, Ben, with, with Wardy coming in, um, but to beat them three 0 I didn't expect that. So, you know, it, it's it's something that you've got to look at and think we could go all the way. And probably the Chelsea game is the standout game so far. But we've only conceded one goal in the whole of the competition, and that was the one against Chelsea.
2: And I, and obviously Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea's squad and and obviously the talent that they've got, you know, one goal against Chelsea is pretty pretty good,
7: really. Yeah, that's the only goal we've conceded this season. They we're so strong at the back. Um, you know, uh, some of the players you stand up, you've had Meg Finnegan's been here over 10 years and this season, her form is just, turns on its head. It, you know, she's like a new sign and she's amazing. And, and you know, to, to think that she's been here 10 years and all of a sudden, it's, she's just like, you know, she's been a diamond in the rough, and she's been on earth this season. She's been tremendous at the back, and um, signing the the two Danish players as well. You know, they've made such a difference. They've all, they've all. It's it's just one of them things. Every player we've signed is, is 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 turned out to be an absolute gem.
2: Yeah, I mean, Everton have reached their first FA Cup final since 2014 by overcoming Birmingham, like you said, in a a 3-0 win in a semi-final and Willie Kirk has really inspired, I feel, this Everton team and, and really made it made it his, his own since he's come into the club since, I think, was it like December 2018? Yeah, if you think though, when he come in, we were facing relegation.
7: Yeah, but um... I mean what lift could you, I mean the fans got a lift, the first game in charge, for Liverpool, I win. You know, you just don't get better than that, there's nothing better than beating Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and, for him, and he's just turned the club around. It's just an absolute... I'm, I'm gutted they've been there all these years and we can't see them play this year. And, and they are just an absolute well-beaten team, I really think. He's got them believing in themselves. I, I mean, for Everton, even on the men's team perspective as well, you're looking... It's a brilliant time to be in Everton at the minute. And we've got that belief in them that we've not had for a long time. And it, the players believe the, you know, that they're special, and that's brilliant. Mm. And it's all down to to Willie's attitude, and of course Chris. You know, it, it's tremendous this season. So,
2: mm-hmm.
7: well, you couldn't ask for any more, really, could you?
2: No, I mean, ha- I mean, you've pretty much summed it up there, really. But I mean, if you were to reflect on his tenure at the club so far and the work that he's done, what where do you see Everton going? in terms of the progression and and what they can achieve?
7: Yeah, well, I mean, they've set out a five year plan. Um, And look at the age of some of these players, they're still only, I mean, some of these players have been with us 10 years and they're only in the early twenties, you know, so I really feel that we've got to be hitting top three. Um, Me personally, top four for me next season three and then start going from there, but you know, He's firmly believes that we can finish in the top three, and if them players believe that, then there's no saying that they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we want to be fighting for cups, we want to be winning cups, we want to be winning. You know, fighting for the league. Who knows? I mean, Champions League. I mean, I've been at the club long enough to be to have been there. The last time we were in the Champions League, and I know how special them nights are. So bring it on. I think the five-year plan he's got is amazing and we've got the full back end of the club so who knows
2: where we'll go yeah um obviously you've made some great additions to the squad over the summer like you have just said which have massively bolstered your team and also with Izzy as well I suppose you could include her in there as a new player because she's obviously come back from injury and cemented herself as a regular starter within the team it certainly doesn't look like you're missing Chloe Kelly (laughs) to be honest well
7: Chloe Kelly is an absolutely tremendous human um, on and off the pitch um, and we really missed that. When she left, we were like, oh, you know, it's a player that we did everything we could to keep her and we couldn't keep her because she wanted Champions League football and you cannot deny that for anybody. But you look at the players that have come in, you know, we've not missed, it's it's not a question of Chloe who, because we've never disrespected her, but Govan, you know, the and even um, Nico Sorensen, you know, these two players are amazing, yeah. you know. And Izzy didn't, Izzy. Izzy. Um, Chloe didn't actually score in the cup for us this season, which is I bet you'd, you know, you'd be surprised at that. As yeah. we scored, but yeah. Chloe didn't, which is is bizarre. But now everyone was up in arms, oh she's gone, what did you let her go for? You know, you're right. It's like it'd be, it has been a question of we've not missed her, you know, we haven't missed her. I mean, you can only think what the team would be like with her in it as well, I know. you know, but I can honestly say we've not missed that in the squad this season. I'm quite happy with the players we've got. I mean, you've got Razzo and Izzy signed, obviously, before this season, but as you say, through injury and the lockdown and stuff, and then then Hayley was meant to sign, and then she broke her nose playing for the Matildas, and then then the lockdown happened again. get, so yeah. you know, those two players have been, like, two new signings, Izzy and Razzo. And then Govan, Sorensen. You know, Sarecki at the back is and Ingrid Mobile at the back. We've not had a an experienced right back for many years. Um, she's come in, she's solid, she's experienced, she's holding that back line with the youngsters in it. And that is, you just couldn't ask for any more than that. Yeah. You know, the, the players we've got, it, they've been awesome additions.
2: Mm. He's really... He's really recruited well in the summer. I was going to ask you who you thought might be the players to watch on Sunday, but it sounds like the whole squad's pretty much a big
7: well, threat at the yeah, Personally, I mean, the ones to watch for me would be uh, Govan, Izzy and Lucy Graham. I could go on, I, I could pick out anybody. Nico running down, down, down the st- The balls in from Nico are brilliant. You've got Raza weapons out, you know you'd be hard pushed to pick a player that would stand out but I really think that Van, Izzy and Lucy are the three key players at the moment for us.
2: Yeah. And um, looking ahead to Sunday now, what's the, the feeling been like amongst the fans for you and and what will you be expecting from Everton on Sunday?
7: As, as Evertonians right, there's one thing that we'll say. You go out there and you give 100% and leave everything on that pitch. That is all we ask as Evertonians. It's... it's it's what we've always wanted, even from the men's team, any team at all, the women's team. You've got to go out and, and give everything for that shirt. If you win, brilliant. What an absolute bonus. But if you can come off that field and say, do you know what, I'd give everything today to that shirt, then that's all we can ask. And if, if, we, if we win on Sunday, then it's just the cast, it's just the start of what this club's going to achieve. It really is. Just to get to the final in itself is massive. It, to actually win it, I mean, that's just the dream come true, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I've, I obviously was here when we won it in 2010 and previous to that I've been to finals. But this, this club here, this this squad that we've got now is, is the future of this club. And with the financial backing, our own home, I mean, winning the FA Cup, the supporters club just starting... You know affiliated officially to the to the to the men's team it's it's amazing um and the fans are absolutely overjoyed at everything that's got as you can imagine as you would be it's just absolutely. the joy at the moment it really is would
2: you would you say that this is quite possibly the best ever since I then that you've seen I have had this discussion I mean I've been here since 2007 and seen
7: some quality players through the door. I mean you, you're talking bronze when she was here Jill Scott father Williams tats dowie I could just go on and on but I do believe that this squad can go on to be better than the squads that we've ever had at this club in since I've been here I've been following them since the 90s I've worked with them since 2007 I really believe that this squad and I said this to Willie as well this squad can be whale-beaters. This squad can be better than any squad we've ever had at this club, and that's some going. But I believe that the, these these girls can do it. I really do. And obviously, this is just the start. It's the first season with this squad, and yet we've got to an FA Cup final. If we don't win, then fine. We've still got the Cup to go anyway, because you know this year we've still got more Cup games to go. I really believe that, it, that this... Is the, is the start of something massive with
2: Everton women. I mean, it, it and it's great to obviously see Everton get that back in, get that support. It just makes the league so much more competitive as well to 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 see uh, other teams in the league getting that support, that back in, uh, to see that growth, uh, especially in the women's game as well.
7: Yeah, because it was becoming a one-horse race, wasn't it? With,
2: um, well, everyone
7: was saying it was... City and Chelsea but and everyone was writing Arsenal off which I thought was bizarre even Arsenal fans but it's good to see that other clubs you know, are investing more in the team in the teams and it's good that it's not always going to be a Chelsea final or a, an Arsenal final or a City final you know, for little old Everton to come along and and upset the apple cart is brilliant and let's hope that other clubs can do it as well you know, the likes of Spurs, West Ham, whatever you know I think more and more Clubs are investing in the women's teams and that's what we needed. It's got to be equal. You know, We can't just have it running away with the top three and it's always going to be them. I mean, I haven't even mentioned Man United. I mean, they've recruited really well. Yeah. Um, uh,
2: they uh, really yeah.
7: have. I mean, we're where, where the only club without Senna Man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
7: But yeah, yeah. Um, I really... It, the leagues have got... I mean, what a league to be in at the moment. I mean, this league has got to be the best in the world. I, I really believe that. Yeah. in the best women's league in the world. It's
2: like, it's like you said though, it's just a shame Like at this point where it feels like we're thriving a little bit. We can't get into the stadiums to, to witness it firsthand. Some of the best players in the world are currently playing in the WSL and we can't see
7: them. Yeah. And that is the biggest shame, because you know as well like, that women's football is, is so inclusive with fans, and, and that's what I think makes our game so special to be able to interact at the end of the games with those fans, you know, with them players from all all over the world. I mean the Americans are here, you know, I mean you've got two at your club, two of the biggest names, and yours have probably been the most successful out of all the Americans so far in the league. Um to not be able to see them, I will be devastated if we don't get to,
2: to see any of the players in in the flesh yeah. before the season ends. I've I've always got this this thing about the difference between going to to a match day live and watching at home is totally different because you see so much more and you know you could you could just watch one player and and miss absolute quality because you know you don't see it on the telly and you don't get the full picture and and that's the thing that I'm missing just getting a real good overview of the game rather than just seeing what's put in front of you. <laughs> just, chasing, just, chasing,
7: just chasing the ball, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah.
2: The the ball. But
7: yeah. when you're at the ground, you see everything. You see all the runs that you don't see on the telly. You yeah. see everything. And yeah, it is. It, it's a shame at the minute that we're missing that. Um, but thank thank goodness though for the FA player because we wouldn't see anything at all, would we? I
2: know, you yeah. Know, so
7: we've got to be grateful for such a small mercy. Yeah. Um, nothing beats um go into the game and we had a podcast the other night with with some of the players involved and they were actually saying that playing football without the fans is is really difficult and um, you know when they when they're, they're feeling a bit low and the next thing the fans start singing or shouting it gives them that little extra lift yeah um, and they did actually say that it's not the same as playing with the fans behind them so you know it's um i think we both need it the, the players need it and we need to be back
2: as well doesn't we? yeah hopefully we'll be back soon when it's safe to do so of course. um we usually ask all i guess for a match prediction uh so i don't know if you've had a little bit of a think but what would be yours for sunday
7: yeah i've already we've already done this one. we had our podcast with the night i believe that we will win 2-1 valerie and lucy Oh, even the goal scorers <laughs> oh yeah I'm giving the goal scorers I'm giving I'm giving Chloe Kelly for you just the one she, yeah. I think she'll win a winner's medal if she wins or loses anyway know, yeah
2: we've, we've been talking about this we've talked about it yeah. um with the OSC as well and just how that's going to work out because I suppose Esme Morgan comes into that as well with yeah. So
7: it's a win-win-win-win win-win for them, isn't it? They'll get a winners' medal whether we. Win I just, or I
2: you just know. hope if, if we do lose, they don't start walking around with a winners' medal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I think
7: it's up it to discretion an of the one. of the club. So I think if they've played for them, so for example, obviously Es and CK, I think it's Everton's discretion as to whether or not they would be given a medal.
2: Yeah, that's the way I've heard as well. So you know, There was a similar situation with the, um, the the Champions League final, wasn't there? And uh, I think the clubs get so many medals and then it's, like you said, there's a this, this discretion of the Yeah, clubs why so
7: did they decide to give those. them up? Yeah. So, you could just imagine that, I'm, you know, Chloe running around with the FA Cup <laughs> with the <Advent> <laughs> Cup. <laughs> no problem, oh, no it's yeah. a strange one this year because we've had players, obviously. I mean, we've had players play for us and score, and they're playing for everyone else in the, in the league now. It's mad. It's it's just mad. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I think when the FA Cup starts fresh again next season, it's uh, well this season, isn't it? Season, it's going to start. Yeah.
2: It's a not even weeks, like coming. you can really have time to celebrate it. It's almost like, yeah. I and
7: mean, then if you're playing again, it's yeah, mad. Yeah,
2: definitely. It's mad. But um, before you go, just would you just like to share your social media so that um, you know some of our fans could maybe connect with you um, on on Twitter?
7: Yeah, sure. I mean, we've always had a good relationship with Manchester, City, as you know, so that's always good. Um, the Twitter is at Everton Ladies FC fans. It's just ELFC fans, and. I don't suppose anyone would be listening that wants to join the Everton Supporters Club.
2: <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> Conversations to be had there, to be fair. <laughs> but you can join as well. You
7: never know, there might be some other tonians
2: listening to this, I'm sure. Yeah, they will be. yeah half and half. Well,
7: half. Just get, drop us an email at EWSC2007 at gmail.com if you'd like to join the Everton Supporters Club.
2: Brilliant. Julie, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Wish you all the best for Sunday. Enjoy the game. And hopefully at some point we'll chat again in in the season when we uh, probably meet each other again in WSI. No problem at all. Thanks for your time Emma,
7: appreciate it. No worries. Thank
2: you. Take care. Bye-bye now. And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. Thanks to the OSC and to Julie for joining me on this week's show. Also, don't forget to tune in to the We're Not Really Here show, which will start an hour before kick-off. It will be available to watch via City's social media channels. Kickoff is 2.30pm and you can watch the game live via BT Sport or BBC One. Uh, for those internationally, I believe it is being shown on the FA player. And all that's left to say is good luck to City on Sunday. Give you all out there on the pitch and we'll be behind you all the way. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>